Hey, welcome. This is a game club. So this is a bunch of friends just getting together, playing the same game, uh, syncing up on that, and uh, just trying to have fun and, and talk about all sorts of aspects of the game and our experience. Um, yeah, this was the first episode. It's kind of a train wreck in all sorts of different ways. The game was a little indie game that um, Adam loves and thinks possibly is game of the year. Uh, and it's called Starseed Pilgrim. So it's a very weird 2D experiential sound scapey. They, they, God, what did they describe it as in the, in the Steam page? It was like a soundscape that you, a, a sound garden. That's what they said. It was a sound garden that you cultivate. So it's, it's some crazy nonsense. Um, and it was a ton of fun. Um, this episode, we recorded it with uh, Craig. You don't really need to know what that means, but it just is that it was recorded through Discord, so the quality's a little bit lower. Um, but since it's a big part of our history and it's just awesome and hilarious, we got to include it. So it's in there. Um, thanks for joining us. And if you're if you're listening to this nonsense, then you're in deep. Um, and or you're trying it out for the first time, in which case you're in for just some nonsense, man. Um, let me get out of here and let's just let's just do it. Just listen. All right. Hello, Craig. Hey. Um, so awesome. yeah, I guess since I forced you to play uh, this this weird weird game, Starseed Pilgrim. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's start talking about that. How? What? First impressions, I guess. I don't know. Going over. I, I don't know how to start this. What is yeah. this? Yeah, I would just say like before we really start, I think I just want to put out there that I want to hold everyone back from piling on Adam for this. You know, he. <laughs> <laughs> accurate you know, i think this was actually a great game in some ways for us to play for this like trial run thing that we don't understand what the fuck we're doing um yeah that being said i the thing that i really do want to call out at the beginning is just this fucking hilarious text that i get from zoe being like i don't know if i'm having a, a bad week or if this game just sucks <laughs> 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 I was having a stressful week at work, okay? I wanted to unwind. <laughs> oh my god, that's so uh, funny. This is not a game to unwind to. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it's weird because it feels like it shouldn't be stressful because it's like it's got that nice soundscape and it's like got those nice happy colors, but then you're playing it and you're like just like panic screaming is this like the <laughs> what I would describe it as almost. Well, part of it is because like half of the sounds or maybe three fourths of the sounds are beautiful. And then like one fourth of them are just aggressive. Like the digging <laughs> noise is so awful and so loud. I, I found that the entire game was insanely loud. I had to go into my mixture and lower it down to one. Huh. Like I one did not volume. That. Uh, wow. In order to like hear myself think. I guess that's what happens when an indie you you have an indie dev studio and you can't QA it on a million sh machines is shit like that yeah. happens. Totally, dude. Yeah, yeah. We like. Let's see. So like, I would, I tried to keep it loud. Like when we were playing it here, like when Gabe and I were here, so we like played it out the speakers, which is probably terrible for audio, but you know whatever. Um, but <laughs> it was just like it would just wash over you with this just weirdness. And then I swear, every time you would dig, it was like it punched you in the face. <laughs> I yeah, swear. Ab no, absolutely. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's like, that's like the one thing I enjoyed about the game was the sound. Yeah. But then just the, the platforming and, you know, I, I don't know what it was, but like getting the, getting the key and finally going down and putting in the lock and then just having to start that all over again. Yeah, it's just like being stuck in limbo, and you just can't escape. Did, did any of you get to the second 
portal? Yes. I when got... you say that, what do you describe? Like, is that the, the so, three key or? No, I mean, uh, so you start on like a gray cube, right? Yes. With a little arrow that goes down where you like hit that to go into the like game sort of. Yep. Where you grow up to the key. Um, and then it, when you get the key and go out into the gray box world again, you can like grow stuff, which then stays there. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you get to the next gray box that you have to like grow up to get to? From the yes. gr from the original gray box? Yeah. Yeah. No. <clears throat> like I'm pretty sure that was the progression of the game. But yeah. But I got to the second one and it's just a shittier version of the first one. <laughs> <laughs> so Oh no. <laughs> so here's what I figured out. So I had played this game a total of 45 minutes like three years ago or something. And when I booted it up, I guess the save files were still somehow on my computer. I thought I had gotten a new computer since then, but whatever. Um, and uh, so there are several. I, I ended up reaching two of the other like gray cubes out in, I guess we'll call it the, the world map because it's kind of like the world map and then there's the, the game part. Yeah. Um, and each one of those has another character on it that you can, that I figured out slightly alters the properties of certain things. So there's one does it. up and to the left who jumps higher. Um, yeah, I got that one. And there's one down to the right who the the, the green blocks that like grow out and, and have little arts in them. Um, yep. his, his grow like twice as fast and twice as much. Oh. And I don't know if there are other properties that they have, but like, so I appreciated the game a whole lot more the second time through. Um, and by the second time through, I mean playing it for more than 45 minutes um, and after a long break, because I kind of was able to figure out more of what the game kind of looks like. Um, what it's, it's shape, that's like a bad way of describing it, but um, it feels almost like it began to feel to me a little bit like Tetris. Um, but like extra randomized? It's It sort of is and it sort of isn't. Um, so like, oh, that's another thing about the guy down to the right. You can see five ahead rather than three ahead about what seeds you have. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's good. Yeah, so like... The gameplay loop, as I saw it, was that like you're kind of supposed to go into the level, um, get to a key, um, and along the way plant like a path that you can make it back to the keyhole with. Uh, make sure that the, the what you're building out to get to the key allows you to get back to the keyhole uh, when yeah. everything gets inverted. And then, yep. in addition to that, you're trying to leave behind some of the hearts that that grow inside of the, the green blocks. Because if you pick those up, then you can bring those back out to the real world, like the, yeah, the world map, and use plans. those to reach other places. Hmm. Which I okay. did not figure out the first time through. Yeah, I definitely don't think I got that far. <laughs> yeah, no, Wait, listening yeah. to this, I think we did it wrong, McCoy. No, dude, we were just like hardcore going on the quote, you know, first level and not on the, like the, oh, the main world. Like we yeah. were just like, all right, guys, because it seemed like 
at least like the first three were not random, but maybe even after that, it wasn't random. I what, couldn't really tell. Some of them were, it felt like, but like at we were starting first... to like, Oh, go ahead. Three. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think the first three weren't random, but I think after that it was. Yeah. Yeah. We that's, were just, that's what I was seeing too. Yeah. We were just trying to solve that thing in a more crazy way. So we were like, okay, so the first key does not appear to work because it just sends us back to the previous level, which seems like a fail. Cause that's what like hold age would do. So it's like we were just doing elaborate strategies to like bypass the first key to get to the second key or then to try to join the two keys or to try to get three keys and just all this nonsense. Um, and we were just like, so, OK, well, first of all, I want to say like Gabe, bless his heart, does not play many indie games. He's he's used to games that are exclusively $60. <laughs> and so after about 20 minutes, his eyes are just glazing over and he's just like <laughs> sitting in the chair like, help me. Help me, I have to go. And I'm just like, dude, we have to keep playing this. He's like, no, no, dude, we can't put some ourselves to this. McCray, I thought you said you were going to try and hold back from shitting on me too much. Oh, sorry, yeah. No, I meant to say that um, everyone else should, but I I guess can? No, but no, it's just, it was funny because like we we did what we could and then I got a, another friend, Keenan, to come in and I was basically just like, Keenan, we're broken, but we're going to ask you to play this game now to see if we can get any further. And so- <laughs> We got him to do it. Oh God! But honestly, yeah, I I actually I actually enjoyed the process of trying to learn what was going on. Um, yeah, there's a lot you can learn. Like like it took us a long time to realize that if you destroy the pink hearts, like they give you extra blocks. Mm-hmm. Um, that was yeah. That was actually I think something. The tutorial is weird in this game because it's just like I hope you're observing everything that's happening around you. Because when you zone into the gray, the gray overworld for the very first time, there's a whole bunch of pink blocks, and it says um, yep. "broken hearts, sealed starseed treasures" or whatever. And you can see that number going up as you're breaking those pink blocks. Yeah, no, that's uh, true. And like realizing that, like, so I didn't notice it the first time, which I should have. But then after we realized it, it was very obvious when you went back to the, the that first place or the second place, I guess, and it became very clear. But it's just I don't know. There was just a there's an element of just being so lost and so confused yep. that is kind of beautiful in some ways. Like I did enjoy the the learning aspect of it, but it's like, for me, the, the more you play this game, the more you realize that because like the beginning I thought was actually quite interesting, but the more you play, you're like, why? And I, that's such a horrible, like existential question you can ask of every video game ever, but it just <laughs> felt like, why am I doing this? Like, okay, I kind of know how to go up, but why? And I, it's like that question just crushed me to the end until I eventually just turned it off. Um, yeah. And, and the answer to that is the kind of out of that game progression of like building shit to try and get to the other islands. <clears throat> I think that's part of it, but it's also, there is that whole three key thing that shows up. And I so as far as I can see, like, okay, so to hit a point McCoy touched on, um, that discovery thing is kind of beautiful. And that's kind of why I I picked this game. Um, Has anyone here played Myst or has everyone here played Myst? No. Um, Oh, yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, yeah. played it too. Myst is a great classic. And I think part of the reason it succeeds so well, so it's James, it's this puzzle game. um, It's kind of a point and click puzzler. Um, but instead of having rubber chickens with the pulley in the middle kind of thing, like friggin' Monkey Island does, um, all the puzzles are like just self-contained logic puzzles. But part of what it does really well is that every time you encounter a puzzle, 
it's just a pile of buttons and levers. There's not like a manual. There's not like, hey, you're trying to get the ball from this place to that place. Um, there's just a pile of buttons and levers and like some things that they move around. So you, as you experiment with the buttons and levers, you figure out what you're supposed to be doing. And because you are the one who figured out what you're supposed to be doing, it becomes your goal instead of an external goal, um, mm -hmm. which I think is a much stronger motivator. Um, that's part of why I think Mist works really well. Um, and Starseed, I think, tries to do that, but it doesn't have things within reach necessarily. Like, you don't see any of the other islands from the homeworld. Um, you can't see those things from where you stand, so you don't know where you're trying to get. Um, so, think, oh, go ahead. Um, you make a good point with that. And I was, um, as part of, I guess, um, instead of doing as much gameplay, I also spent a lot of time doing research of this game. And a lot of what a, what journalists, game journalists and critics alike say is that just the objectives of Starseed Pilgrim are very based out of curiosity. You have to really be curious as to what's out there in the unknown and really be curious as to how to get to the unknown. And I think that's where a lot of the general player base falls off and quits after 30 minutes because... They're playing, they're building, they're failing, they're building again, they're failing, and it doesn't really seem like there's much out there, and so their curiosity wanes, and then they just quit because they, you know, they they no longer have the curiosity, and it kind of comes to light that, oh, this is kind of all this that this game is, and this is all, like, this is frustrating, I'm failing a lot, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and so... Um, yeah, there's just that kind of element of curiosity that could do very well. Um, but yeah, I think it has a very, um, I guess, like a very low entrance rate to get to that level of curiosity, if that makes sense. Yeah, like that's kind of what I was going to say is, is that like most games that do that make sure that there's always something that you can see. Like, um, this isn't quite the same type of game, but like Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? Like, you can look in any direction, you can sure. see something, and you're like, I want to go there. Like, that piques my curiosity. That is something that I want to explore. Um, whereas in Starseed, I think it's very possible to get trapped. Like, if there's, there, there is just nothing around you. Um, and you, yeah. you have to be the one providing that curiosity, like, which is kind of interesting, but it definitely is not something for everyone. Like, you but kind you of don't also, even know that right you mindset. should be curious. I think that's the problem. You don't even know that where your curiosity should, like whether it should exist or not, because <clears throat> in the kind of in the in the kind of world map, you you don't even see anything, and it's like the fail screen, or at least it feels like the fail screen. And so when you get back there after like succeeding, quote unquote, like getting a key and bringing it back um <clears throat> you're standing on the button to return into the game and the only like the only difference between that and having lost is the fact that you have little like the little block things above your head and so you you can't see anything that you're trying to get to all you have is the fact that you can grow some stuff, which you don't even know matters. Um, or you might not even notice because it looks exactly like you just lost. 
<clears throat> Which is definitely so, what we did. Right. But I do think it's interesting, though, because it's like, I kind of see the idea of, like, you can get trapped along the curiosity sort of curve, if you will. And, like, because that's what happened to us, because I would say that probably everyone here discovered there was at least a key above the, you know, the third level the first time you go, in quote, into the game. And they yeah. probably discovered that there was a key above that. And then they probably discovered how, like, they could invert the world with their paths in order to get back to the lock. And they discovered that, well, our, our failing was that we thought that we failed by going through and that that key didn't work, even though it did, you know. But we did yeah. get a decent distance. I feel like we probably all got a decent distance into the game. It's just sort of like we all failed one piece of understanding along the way. And that sort of judges how, how far you get in. Except Adam, who just stopped playing. <laughs> well, the first time around, I, I went back and <laughs> so the first time around, I did just stop playing after 45 minutes because I didn't have a game club that was, you know, forcing me to do this. Um, and having come back to it a second time, I can kind of see where the game goes. Because like for me, the next goal that I have, I, I got the two pilgrims and I don't see any others outside of that. There probably are more, but hint, I looked it up. There are more. Um, and uh <laughs> Like the next thing is the three key where where sometimes uh, one of those blocks will, will, I don't know if everyone saw this or not, um, but sometimes some of those blocks will have like a bunch of stars around it and that will drop in the a second keyhole with three keys required. So you have to somehow have a walkable path that connects three keys and that lock, um, which is like so much further beyond like i was maybe 50 percent chance of actually succeeding in getting a key at all um but i can see how you would if you got really good at the game um you can build almost infinitely because if you use the pink blocks you can get like little farms and if you use the 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 light blue blocks you can slow down the the spreading void um and like you can do all these tricks and shenanigans to like perpetuate your your building and get further and further um and it's just like i i find that really interesting um but that was the next goal that i could see and that was so far away that was so far out of reach for me um so yeah yeah we actually we had that happen to us where um you know we were just struggling to get one key and then that one key turned into the multiple star block. <laughs> oh, yeah. And at that point, I was just like, well, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, we can't, we can barely get one key. How the hell are we going to get three keys and get back to the lock? Yeah. Yeah. It totally. I, I, I don't know. I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time with it, but it was very strange. And it was a very, it, it kind of reminded me of, just the difference in sort of gamer stamina or gamer curiosity that we have these days. Cause if you think back to mist, right? Like people would sit there for hours and try to like solve something. Whereas I, I still, you know, hope to have some of that stamina in me, but I definitely looked at parts of this game and was like, uh, where's the arrow? <laughs> but, also, <laughs> me. but also I'll mention the difference between what you're saying with Mist and with Starseed Pilgrims. Mist, you can sit in a room for hours on end trying to find a puzzle. But you don't have this impending void of darkness creeping up on you that's going to just reset the whole thing all over again if you don't do something. Like, 
that yeah. was a frustrating part for me was that I just wanted to be able to have some time to sit there and see the regeneration rates of the blocks and see these patterns that are forming. But I felt like with this void, it had to be kind of this quick take and then plant, 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 and then quick take. And I eventually, you know, sure, I got, you know, I got the gist of some patterns that some blocks were doing, but I sometimes would, I would have liked to have just a level where there's no void just to kind of see where the, what these blocks would do. Um, Cause that, that, that was very frustrating for me was just, I kept, kept on getting eaten up by the void just because I was trying so hard to figure out these patterns and try to figure out a strategy. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Plus like half the time they do something just totally nonsensical. I swear there was a couple of times that I just couldn't figure it out. Like the green like with the hearts and stuff, I'd sometimes go underneath the block and just like things that I just did not, I'm sure there's a, obviously there's a logic, but just there were certain times where I feel like I was getting a really good run going and we were pretty far. And then I just, something went completely wrong that I guess I hadn't learned yet or whatever. And it just was just so defeating. It's like, where are you going? Come back here. What the <laughs> fuck? Come on, man. Ah, oh, shit. And then the like muck blocks that grow too much and you can't jump when you're on them right you can't even jump like one block higher that was frustrating mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then red blocks i took me a while to figure out that when you dug down on a red block it explodes into this huge circular block all consisting of red blocks because i would press down on it and it explodes <laughs> but it sends you back to the inverted world so i kept on thinking yeah. okay red blocks are bad so then a red block would come around and I'd be like, well, fuck, I lost. And then I'd like just jump off the cliff because I was like... <laughs> <laughs> You know that the red blocks also uh, destroy keys? Yeah, I figured that out as well. I was building way. towards a fucking key and I blew it up and I was upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, there were so many runs also like in the process of learning where like, we you we tried to use the pink as like a as a building tool and it's just so excruciatingly slow yeah so you're just sitting on it like okay so this is going in the right direction but it's probably gonna take another three minutes to get there <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah the it's so we so gabe and i looked up like some just other people playing this game i tried to look up a speed run or anything like that like you know pro level play if you will um, just someone who understands what the fuck they're doing so I can watch them. Uh, and it was just like, you kind of, I don't know. It, it's it's like, it, I kind of realized what it would take for me to get there. And that's what made me turn the game off. <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like? Explain this to me. So they have just really good understandings of how to use the blocks. It's sort of like Adam was describing in an indefinite way, pretty much. And so they have like very clear patterns that they're repeating. Like, okay, so I blow up the red block, then I cut halfway through it, then I use this, I make this particular pattern so that the like orange arrow only goes in the direction that I want it to. And then, you know, they do all this stuff and that's all well and good. But um, first, first of all, yeah, that's, that was like the first time that I was exposed to then just seeing this almost the same level, but just, I guess with slightly different stuff, like, I don't know. I don't know. But the point is, it's just like they had these massive structures. And it was just like, I don't know if I want to do this and then screw this up and then do it again. And then 
I think so. we need to delve into that feeling though, because I think as I was, I went on Metacritic and was reading some user scores and I found one that perfectly encapsulated how I feel. It's just that I felt like this game just like, I feel like this game was just relishing in the fact that it was a waste of my time. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. And Interesting. Like in in the I'm just gonna say what the reviewer said. It's this user KS 2013, but he just said it doesn't mean Shout I don't out. want it lost. It doesn't mean I don't want. It doesn't mean I want any handholding. It doesn't even have to be fun. But I also don't want a game that intentionally seems to be wasting my time. It asks for a lot. Doesn't really give you much back. And a deal. It's a deal that doesn't have a lot of upside for a player when you realize just how much you have to give in order to get even a little bit of progress. And so, yeah, I felt like a time waster. I found myself immediately exiting and opening up a different game on Steam just to, like, feel something. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, honest, that's my honest take on it. I feel like that reviewer really perfectly encapsulated how I felt. So that's what, pretty what that's pretty think, good what would you think the game could do like better what what, what would you prefer what, what changes would you prefer to see in this game um i feel like what we went through of having an objective immediately be recognized within the screen or at least not have it be so far outside the bounds of the screen that we could you know do a little bit of curiosity searching but still ultimately find what we're supposed to be doing um, I think that would help. Yeah. Personally. Okay. Anyone else who felt the same way? <laughs> I, I mean, I think something that would be kind of interesting is adding, like, I don't know what point you, okay. So you really would be careful to not destroy the early game curiosity that people do have. Like we all did mess around with the blocks, certainly. So not immediately. I mean, you could have a more uh, clear objective there, sort of, as, as I was saying, that would make total sense. But to me, I was thinking like later, if at some point you've decided like, and I don't know how to measure this, like you feel like people might be frustrated, they failed a bunch of times. I feel like that's when you put in one of those like ghosts that they have where it's like someone else playing. So then you could just sort of see like kind of what they want you to go for. Like if you could just see like a ghost character making some rudimentary structure and doing some sort of run through. Like, I think that would be really helpful because that's kind of what we ended up trying to do by just going and watching other stuff and going reading about it. Because we were just trying to see, like, what does this actually want from me? Because I, I'm so fucking lost. Um, I think it'd be kind of cool to have something like that, too. I found it kind of interesting that it's it, so I, I almost felt a little ashamed about this. But I also started looking things up, you know, about two hours in. And I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing here? Um, and I think we all kind of did that. Zoe, you said you were reading about reviews and, and reading about, about things. Um, did you find that, like... By the way, did you find that weird like Starseed Pilgrim Foundation that like really, really, really dives into it? Yeah, I found that. Yep. But so, oh, go ahead. Um, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so like, clearly, there's a lot that people get out of this, but I think to McCoy's point, it kind of does destroy your early game curiosity because it's like you do you play around a little bit and you reach some like really simple goals, like you get a key and you return, and even if you do notice that this is like like getting you progress uh, like james and i did um like the next goal it's just like okay and next you need to build a rocket to the moon and like the next goal just punches you in the face because it's like so far away from what you what you had yeah mm. 
Yeah, and I feel like actually that was true even when we were completely misunderstanding the game. Um, like when we were like, okay, so I have to get three keys or something, or I have to get the third key maybe, and that's the one that could unlock this door for real. Like, so we're wrong completely. But that theory is also punching me in the face. So it feels like every which way you go, you get punched in the face by how tall a task it asks of you. The annoying part I found with it, at least as I was looking it up, is that the people who were giving this game very well reviews, it seemed like a good old boys club kind of thing where it was just like, oh, well, you just don't understand the game design involved with all of this. And clearly you have no understanding of game mechanics. And I, I feel like it just made me hate the game more because like the level of understanding you need to do to be successful in the game made people feel like they were on a higher tier or higher level and like part of this secret society that's just like so good well i mean they are like james and me yeah i was about to say that's what we have adam for (laughs) that's exactly what i was about to say no yeah i mean like and, and it's great that we have that experience here but it just it it um the game is definitely not beginner friendly. There's a very high entrance rate to get into the game itself. Um, so yeah, I can yeah. see why people who are very into games can laud this game as just a masterpiece. But um, I can't. for the average player, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. For see the that. average player, I feel like you know this game is just everything we've already said about it, and yeah. That's my that's my hot take. Yeah, no, it seems it's it seems like this game like forces some real questions about your own person that I don't want to answer. Because it's like <laughs> no, it's like this game is like, hey man, I just want you to know you're dumb. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. You're dumb. And that's since I have the platform, by the way, game. In this in this world, you're dumb. But like it just it actually it is kind of like that. If it, it, it reminds me of that one's always saying, like, well, for the average person, and I'm like, fuck. I'd like to think that I'm not the average person, and yet I'm totally in that bucket for this game. So, I don't know. This game reminds me a lot of uh, a Wii game that I played. Um, that I I bought because I saw a review of it that was like, "Man, this game probably once had a point in the development cycle, but they ran out of money and just pushed it out." And for some reason, I bought it. Uh, and it was a pretty well-made like sort of rogue-like like uh uh action rpg i guess um where you delve down underneath the city into a dungeon and you get to the bottom and you fight a boss and then you just you're like life is sucked out of you uh and then you restart <clears throat> and like there's some mechanic to like save weapons from the run um and as you progress like the number of lives that you've lost doing this goes up um but literally nothing else happens nothing changes about the the uh city that you're like starting in it it feels like you're yeah like totally in purgatory just like doing the same thing over and over and over again and like maybe something is changing a little bit 
each time you do it, but it doesn't feel like it's actually making any progress. And even when I was making progress, I felt like it wasn't in Starseed Pilgrim. I mean, it felt like it wasn't worthwhile progress. It was like, like when I finally made it to the second like pilgrim, I was like, all right, awesome. I did it. And I had this little like, yeah, I got to the second one. Now let's, oh, it's exactly the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially a game like this that feels like it ought to be stages. Like I was confused that there wasn't like 20 rooms that I was supposed to be progressing through and slowly like picking up the mechanics. Yeah. So I just was right. constantly confused about that. Like I wonder. Oh, oh go sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Um, I wonder how much of this is because we, we have all played a lot of games and we are all used to seeing certain things. Starseed Pilgrim just totally ignores a lot of that. And I don't mean to claim that this is a good thing because, you know, it turns out people design things for a reason and having a shared language between games lets people, like, understand what the fuck is happening. Um, but I feel almost like Starseed Pilgrim, it looks like a platformer um, and it kind of looks a little bit like Tetris, but it kind of ignores all of the conventions from outside of that the progression isn't obvious it's all exploration based and it requires a huge amount of curiosity from the player um as Zoe was saying earlier um and it just like it doesn't feel like other games so maybe we came into it expecting a certain kind of game and that's just not at all what it provides i would agree I mean, with that yeah, i definitely. came into it I came into it wanting to conquer the negative reviews personally because I <laughs> I looked at the Steam reviews I saw all the negative ones being like this game's pretentious as fuck and I hate it and so I'm always someone who's like okay let's go into this and prove them wrong, um, <laughs> but yeah then when you eventually realize um, much like what James was saying like once I gave up after playing for about an hour and then I looked it up online realized that the like the subsequent levels were exactly the same designed like i <laughs> nice, nice quote there <laughs> um but no I, I, shit. <laughs> I, I definitely like usually when it comes to platformers there's a reward of some sort that comes through or at least with the platformers i play there's at least a change in scenery that can make you feel like you're making progress of some sort um, and that just didn't happen with this game, and it's very frustrating to go through, and it's very hard to have the stamina to complete it because of that. Yeah, yep. I kind of wonder how much I would have to play this game to get to the place where I can kind of perpetually build blocks out and and I outrun the void. Um, like that that surely has to be possible because in order, like in order to get three keys you can't like actually be in a race you have to be able to like just go and go and go um so like surely that's kind of what the intention is um which i think could be really cool actually like it it, it is totally counter to what you would expect from the game a game that is what, what was it called a symphonic garden and like it's, it just leads off with poetry and stuff, and you're like, oh, what a kind game this is! And then it punches you in the face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hello to all of our podcast listeners. We are laughing at things that we are posting in Discord. I know it's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is weird. Uh, dude. Fuck it, man. It's Audio yeah. Comment content. Well, okay, so Adam fucking 
just quotes Zoe previously, like essentially as she was saying it, just said, <laughs> I came into this wanting to conquer the negative reviews. Zoe Beckett, then comma, a failure. <laughs> Which is I hilarious. wear that title proudly when it comes to Starseed Pilgrim. I'm a proud yeah. So you really wow, hated this game, huh? Of you to wear the, a failure. You just don't have the IQ required to play this game. Like, you probably can't appreciate Rick and Morty, you know? Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, gatekeeping. Oh, my God. Oh, just cuts to a clip of Adam in a McDonald's like, where's my fucking sauce? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. yeah. Like, as I kind of said, I don't necessarily think this was a good game. Like, it definitely fails in a lot of ways, but it's a game that I find really interesting. I think, I think the person who made the game was good enough at it when he finally put in the, like, creeping darkness that he didn't realize that it could be erased with the darkness. I think it was actually a way, it was put in as a way to occasionally end the run faster so that you can win faster without, or or at all sometimes when you lock yourself into a situation. Um, I definitely used it like that once and then just died instantly um, <laughs> where I like built up to a key and then I was like, all right, I can't get there. So I'm just going to wait for the darkness to come and get me. Mm. Um, but yeah, we thought I, about doing that. Does that actually work? Because we uh, just killed ourselves immediately after realizing we'd have to wait that long. <laughs> yeah, it does wait. And I mean, it okay. does work. And and that's part of how I got my uh, time played up to two hours was doing shit like that. <laughs> nice. Uh, anyways, um, so... I think that that's actually the design intent is to give yourself a way to get the keys. It doesn't like the fact that you're racing against time just doesn't feel like it should be a game mechanic to me in this game. It's so like, I actually kind of disagree there. Um, like I, I think that maybe it could have been slowed down particularly like for Maybe maybe it would have something where it speeds up over time or something, just so that it. Well, in any case, um, there's a design space there that um, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but the the certain blocks will be consumed a lot faster by the void than others. Right. Um, yeah. So like you need to like the the, the blue blocks were like, really helpful because they you can lay down an orange block, which is a nice nice, nice thin bridge. And then you can slap a blue block down in the middle of it, which will replace part of that with like this um, kind of blocker that gives you a lot more time. Um, so there's like a design space there. And I, I don't necessarily think that it, I'm not going to claim whether it was a good design choice or not, but I don't think that it was an accident that um, it is erasing its time. I think that was yeah, design right. intent. You're right. Does anybody else feel like, the more we talk about this, the more you like in your mind's eye want to go back and play this game, and then you know it's going to be just horrible. Like, I feel no. like after we're talking about it, I'm like, wow, dude, I totally should go back now that I understand it. And I definitely don't think that is the right move for me. I have I no intention the only of going one. back to playing it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. So I played this game originally for like 45 minutes, and I went back and my time played is still about two hours. So we said at the beginning of this in our planning sessions that um, we would try to play each game for about three hours and none of us made it that far with Starseed Pilgrim. God, no. Um, 
But I think that's okay. We got the gist, right? Like we got what we needed out of it. Yeah, yeah like not every game takes three hours, and some games will take more than three hours. That's fine. Um, I think that there's a lot more for me to at least to explore in this game, but I don't know if I have the patience for it. Like I would, yeah. I wish I was the kind of person who could go in and just like. Uh, did you guys ever read Ender's Game? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know the the game world in Ender's Game where it's just like the goal is disappear. It's no longer a really a game, and he just has to explore through it. Yeah. Um, and he just does this over and over and over throughout the like that's what he does in his spare time. Um, and like, I wish that was me, but it's not. <laughs> Instead, you just go play fucking some mmo right i i redownloaded battlefield 4 for some reason i hate that game i hate everything what? I love Battlefield 4. <laughs> it's a bad game mccoy i'm sorry oh, damn, it's bad dude. damn dude it's 40 percent getting killed by helicopters that you didn't know were there well that's the fun part <laughs> <laughs> is it <laughs> i don't know it's like i i found that there is some fun in battlefield 4 if you go to like a hardcore server and it's just like so like there's much less uh you know ui or whatever and your bullets are really really powerful and then you just take that shit super seriously like you just like you camp if you need to like you hide if you need to and then you just oh it's insane i don't know that might be a way to put fun into a bad game maybe oh ooh, wow contentious (laughs) i've Um, never played battlefield 4 in any case though so our next our game for next week is (laughs) battlefield 4 exactly (laughs) oh my god (laughs) Um, but yeah, with Starseed Pilgrim, like, I wish I had the stamina for it because it's the kind of game that I want to like, but it is not the kind of game that you relax with. Um, and I think that's a distinction that, that I at least make personally in my life as I'm playing games. There are Battlefield 4s, which are like, it's just junk food. It's like, I don't want to experience the next three hours, so I will enter the time capsule of Battlefield 4 and exit the other side feeling tired, hungry, and dissatisfied, but I didn't have to go through those three hours normally. Um, and then there are games like Starseed Pilgrim where it, it is more like you have to put the work in to appreciate it. Like, you know, high literature or like poetry or something. And that's not to say that it's good. Um, it's to say that it takes a certain... Um, you have to be in the right state of mind for it. You have to approach it from the right side to get anything out of it. Um that's i guess where i follow this and it's God, hard to wait adam can you check yeah. your mic it's hard to hear you up there you know just on that pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I okay maybe i'm just trying to find the good in the game because and again i don't think it is necessarily a good game i'm not making that claim i'm more making the claim that it's a game that i experience differently than a game like battlefield 4 there are games that i play for fun and there are games that i have to really sit down and invest the mental energy. I have to be an active participant with it. No, and I, I actually totally agree with what you're trying to say. Like, it's. I think what's really interesting about it, though, is that I too share the the, the desire to have more, say, stamina for this sort of thing, but realizing that, especially after long days, it gets hard. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I don't know why. Whether it was like a different state in gaming or a different state in me like i would have more patience to sit down with this sort of stuff but it is it's notable that how how much less patience i have in, in the modern day yeah that's something i've been thinking about a lot too lately is it like when i was a kid i would put up with so much bullshit like i could actually probably have actually just played through castlevania i tried playing castlevania in college um after i had grown up uh, well maybe 
And <laughs> oh man, I could not do that shit without save states. It's rough. Right? It's tedious because every time you fuck up, you got to go through all the levels again. And yeah, that's like, fucked up. That was like there's padding involved in some of those old games because they had to make that sixty dollars or whatever it cost you to buy it stretch, and it was a short game. Um, but games these days are designed for an audience that um, maybe wouldn't, well, or at least games that we play nowadays are designed for an audience that lacks that patience, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It might just mean that they get to the point. Yeah. yeah, I think you have a good point. Um, like, I kind of think back to the games I've played, like, back in the mid, late 2000s, you know, games where there's boss fights where one attack is maybe, like, 0.05% of the boss's health, but that's literally all you have to do is just continually duck and dive and shoot and shoot, and to kill a boss takes, like, 20 minutes, literally, to go through. <laughs> like, the, that era of games is pretty much non-existent now i would say it never takes that long to get an objective um in that sense um in any any of the games that i know now like maybe the closest i can think of is some god of war where some of those bosses you literally have to invest hours just to kill but Jesus. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad thing that that kind of gameplay is gone. And that's the thing to kind of bring it back to Starseed Pilgrim. A lot of this game is not playing and in the sense that you're waiting for blocks to regenerate and you're you're trying and failing and trying and failing just to complete one level. Um, so it kind of, kind of brings back that sort of style of game. And the fact that people don't enjoy it, yeah, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> so, Zoe, you, I, I, I'm getting the sense, pretty clear sense here that you did not like Starseed Pilgrim. Um, what would you say is the best thing about Starseed Pilgrim? Okay, well... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm well, this talking like, this question like two, to you because I know it's going to be hard. This is I'm like so, two well, children fighting and you're like, hey, say something nice about the other one. <laughs> Starseed Pilgrim dick, Zoe, come on. Yeah, come on. I wouldn't say I hate Starseed Pilgrim. I think when if you talk to me immediately after I quit out of Starseed Pilgrim, sure, I'll say this game fucking sucks. I hate it. Oh, God. For all that are listening at home, Adam is typing in the chat, so I'm going to quote it on something soon. Oh, oh, I'm waiting. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't know that was coming true. But yes, I am. (laughs) But uh, I, I think I'm just really indifferent right now i honestly could care less if i open the game up again um <laughs> i wouldn't say i hate starseed pilgrim so who hates starseed pilgrim uh, wow. no wow. it's actually so meta when you say that like <laughs> <laughs> all right no i i'm we, just i'm indifferent do. i'm indifferent to starseed pilgrim i could care less if i open back up if i open it back up then i'll probably do exactly what i've been doing now play 20 minutes and then quit like it's a game i will neither miss nor like maybe completely purge out of my life it's just gonna sit there in my library and um maybe we'll dabble with it but it will only be in like 20 minute spurts which i think is is going to not allow me to complete the game because i think you knew to invest our skin but 
to I have to wonder if there is completion. Like I don't want to look it up because I, I think that's part of you know, like you said, it demands curiosity. Um, but I almost wonder if there is a completion, or if you just find everything there is to find in the game, um, and then you just are done. But it won't tell you that. Like I, I feel like this game has to have a definite end. I feel like it's gotta, but I don't know what that would even look like. Yeah. I'm I thought also... there was an end that we saw in one of those videos. I'm not sure though. There's a definitely like at least one other place that looks significantly different, and um, by that time. Even though we were watching a truncated video on YouTube, we had glazed over so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this, to be fair, we were actually at dinner and I was like pulling out my phone and I was like, what, like, what the fuck does this mean, you guys? And everyone's like, just drop it, dude. Like, and I was like, no, what the fuck? But anyways. McCoy, I almost wonder, um, so back in college, I recommended that you play Dark Souls mm-hmm. um, because Dark Souls is, is can do no wrong. And um you you came back to me like a week later at lunch and you were like, Adam, I fucking hate Dark Souls. It's the worst yes. fucking game. I hate this game so much. I'm uninstalling. And then the next week you came back and you said, OK, I tried it again. I still hate it. I, it fucking sucks. I'm uninstalling Dark Souls. And then like this went on for three or four weeks and you were like, OK, finally. OK, I get it. I actually love Dark Souls. You got me. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not what's going to happen here because this doesn't elicit hatred from you. It elicits. Yeah, like you said, disappointment. Yeah. Disappointment no. and boredom. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, but that's fair though. That and that, by the way, did happen in college, and it would took me about. I'm ashamed to say the number because, like, whenever I'm judging my friends later who haven't played Dark Souls, I try to make sure that they feel ashamed for not loving it in way uh, earlier amount of time than than I took. But uh, it was like ten hours. I played like ten hours of that game, and I thought it was awful. The only reason I pers- uh, kept going is because you kept saying it was good, and I was like, okay. I'll give Adam the benefit of the doubt for this one. He said some things that sounded smart. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while. So I ought to just believe him. Um, And it's just like, yeah, that's just, it's just such a weird example because that game, it like makes you play it the way it wants to be played. And it's sort of, it, it, it actively punishes you for habits that you've picked up by playing multiple games. And like, things that you do across all games like okay yeah it's a third person action game so i'm gonna like mash the light attack and i'm gonna win the game um and so it just destroys you for that it just makes sure to slap you every time you do that or not every time but a lot and so for many hours over and over again i was just getting slapped like like what is happening this is awful like i'm in a corridor i try to swing and i do like a horizontal swing which is like the standard for a light attack in that particular weapon i was using bounces off the side of the walls the enemies don't follow that same rule they go straight through the wall and hit me like this is bullshit um but there comes like a point where you see the game like you start to recognize like all it has to offer and all the jank and all the weirdness and you have kind of your strats like okay yes so I'm in a corridor. I'm going to try to use this like heavy poke attack because it's straight and it's not going to hit against any walls. It's not fast, but I think I can hit them first. And it's like you get past. You like figured out your little strat and you're kind of satisfied with that. And in that way, it has, I think, a really beautiful like progression system. And one of the things that it has is it does have checkpoints like as in bonfires throughout the game. So you do actually progress. Um, and you do actually go forward. And I think that kind of propels you. Like you've sort of, you are forced to solve these mini puzzles levels almost. 
and eventually you kind of see all that the game has to offer in terms of its core mechanics and you start to realize like okay i'm spamming my attacks too much i'm using the wrong attack in the wrong circumstance i'm not dodging i'm not blocking and once you kind of pick up all those pieces and that took me way way too long like 10 hours then after that it's just it's just joyous like because you're you know it's the same difficulty but you're just destroying it like you're it's the complete opposite like everything that it's doing that you thought is bullshit you've foreseen you've countered and you've dominated and so i don't know it's lovely but um this is not to be like a dark souls like experience like why don't we all love this game and why is it the best game ever talk but but it at least gives you these sort of points where you not just cut around the bullshit you like dominate the bullshit you're like okay you're gonna do that fucking bullshit attack on me fine i'll dodge to the side and i'll get you a backstab on you how do you feel about that you fucking asshole i saw it coming fuck you <laughs> and that just propels you forward then you hit a checkpoint then you're in a new place and then all of a sudden you're exploring and then all of a sudden it just keeps changing and growing and building and i don't know it, yeah, it, it gets you into it i think, I think that's another what you... thing that dark souls does really well is it um it directs your curiosity um like you leave a door and then you see something super cool looking in the distance and you're like dude i want to go see what that is and then like your goal your curiosity is directed towards that thing that was super cool in the distance that you got to see instead of like in starseed pilgrim where not only is it not that cool the thing that's in the distance but you can't see it <laughs> there's also something that you mentioned in there i was like ah oh, this sounds a little bit like starseed pilgrim as you're describing how it, it demands that you play it on its terms yes, um sure. and then you said that you basically said that dark souls gives you feedback and i was like ah oh, that's where the difference is because yeah. you know, there really isn't is, you don't know like you guys didn't figure out that like you succeeded by getting the key and returning because there's like another piece to that. You have to get the key, return, and also have grabbed some of the hearts that got left behind by the green blocks. And if you just didn't do that, like, go fuck yourself, I guess. You got no feedback that what you did was good or bad or anything. Yeah. Um, it demands it, so much curiosity from the player. Was a sound effect when you got back. And maybe or, not. Or text, starting. another poem, yeah. perhaps. Right. Something that changes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it could have you would have seen that it changed if you had noticed that you got seeds if you had gotten the seeds from the green blocks. Like that's a lot that you could just miss. Like when I played the game for the first time, I got to the second character actually, and I was like, oh, so I got to level two. What did I unlock? And I couldn't see any difference. Um, there were differences. I just didn't notice them. And then I was like, hmm, hmm, I'm gonna turn this game off now. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I will say, if we just want to keep the comparison to Dark Souls for a second, I actually think one of its main problems is that it does not give as much feedback as you, as many people need, as, you know, we've described them as the general gaming populace needs. So, like, because, like, mean, I've tried are to... Are you talking about Dark Souls right now? Yeah, I'm talking about Dark Souls, okay. in the sense that, yes, like, like it, it does, it has, actually, I think, similar problems to this game a little bit. Now, it has a lot of things that it's solved, like you were mentioning, that you'd see things off in the distance or whatever. But I can't tell you how many friends I've introduced to it that don't come to it with the right mindset of like, I'm going to try this. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to try something else. If it doesn't work, I'm going to try something else. If it doesn't work, I'm going to try something. And they don't. So they just sort of like smash their head against it. And I don't think it necessarily like tells you 
And I'm not even sure if it should tell you, but it, there definitely is a very clear like hump that you have to get through before you understand how to approach it before you can even possibly succeed. And I feel like that's like the main disconnect between people who do play that game and love it and the people who don't play it and are just confused why everyone loves it is like there's clearly this chasm of like what's your mindset like. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I see a similar chasm here, but I just I just wanted to make sure that it's like people love Dark Souls, but I still think it has that chasm and it still is really hard. Like if it weren't for Adam telling me that I was wrong and me believing him, <laughs> then I wouldn't have progressed. But you won't fall for that one again, not after Starseed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you did exactly. not say that this was a good game. <laughs> you didn't. And it's interesting you because it I a game. think that it is in a way that I can't appreciate it. It's like how, I don't know, when when people ask people ask that question, what do you think art is? Um, and actually, that's a question that I think it'd be good to explore in a minute. But um, my understanding of it is that art exists at the moment of consumption. So art has to be appreciated for it to count as art. And not everyone's going to be able to appreciate every piece. Like, I don't have the historical context necessary to appreciate a lot of, like, the, you know, Renaissance paintings and things like that. Um, Similarly, I didn't have like the mental bandwidth and like the energy and the time to appreciate Starseed Pilgrim. Um, I can see where I could appreciate it, but I don't exactly. Yeah, it, it, I find it very, uh, very interesting that you brought you brought a comparison with art because honestly, that's kind of how I approached it. Um. Yeah, because like you're saying, like a lot of at least uh, contemporary art is all about the process instead of the moment of consumption. And with Starseed Pilgrim, it's kind of the same in the sense that to as all of the, you know, people who praise this game and give it scores of 90 or above say, like, you just have to play the game to really feel it. And like they say all this like pretentious crap like that. Um, Artists. It, it just reminds me of like when I was at the Chicago Art Institute. I'm in a room that has just literally four blank canvases. And I was just like, I appreciate art, but I don't get this. And the woman looks at me and she's like, you need to you process it to really feel what the artist is saying. And I'm just like, no, they're just four blank fucking canvases. I really don't understand um but yeah i think uh i don't know where i was going with this thought but i i think yeah there's just a certain there's a certain mindset you have to be in to enter starseed pilgrim a certain stamina you need to do to finish it and it's something that is not common among the general populace yes which is probably why it's so polarizing for some but embraced by others i think um Another aspect of of what I believe is art is um, intentionality of the artist. I think that if if a piece of art like four blank canvases is made with some sort of intention, <clears throat> um, then it can be really powerful if if you can understand the intention. If it's, uh, I mean, if it's if if that intention is made available to you somehow like i mean maybe that requires an art history class sometimes maybe it requires a lot more than that but that can that that understanding of the intention 
can really shape the way that you consume it, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that the the intent of Starseed Pilgrim was very opaque. Um, like exploration, okay. Confusion, got that one. Like suffering and sadness check right it's like, <laughs> like what else what else is there for the intent of of the the game creator it's like he made a game i assume it's a guy that's there's like three people right oh uh, it? it's i think this is a game by Drocken, d-r-o-q-e-n i don't know if he worked with other people on this one. Oh, or maybe like a sound person too or something like that Oh, yes, that's right. There's like, yeah, there are like four people listed. Um, you can view the credits somehow. There's a, it's in the first stage and you, you have to destroy some blocks. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Right. But yeah. like, I just, I didn't feel the, the intent, the, the reason behind it. I, I didn't, I didn't get it from the game and I didn't have a, a way to access it in another way. Like, so you're saying there's no like plaque with like what you know black text that says like this artist created it this way and here's what they were thinking no right. but i think what james is getting at is the people that seem to appreciate it are people who have studied game design and people who make uh game theory and game design like their passion and their living and as much as game design interests me like i don't i don't study it nearly as much as these people that truly appreciate it i think that's what you're going with right yeah james? it's like it's like a painting of a ballerina is just a painting of a ballerina until you learn that ballerinas were considered to be like gross kind of morally impure women uh, in the time period and painting them was actually a, a deeply rebellious act <clears throat> um right yeah you know it, so we're getting into the weeds on this. I think maybe we should transition to what are we going to do for next week? <laughs> yeah, fair question. I haven't thought well, that far ahead. I think we actually just to kind of put a bow on it, we should just go around ranking blank out of 10. Adam, Damn. Adam start. Oh. Damn. Okay, I cannot what do that. Fuck? Like this game isn't a game that I can rank on 10 because like, fuck you zoe no (laughs) (laughs) it's so final thoughts i think i'm okay with this question if we go around and give our final thoughts okay sure that sounds good um so final thoughts on this um i wish i liked it more um i think that for like a really small indie effort um i think it actually did pretty well um it gets across the sense of it is gives me a place to use curiosity and and kind of explore there and i can see where i need to go the problem is that for me <laughs> and more quotes in discord chat um the thing for me is that uh i didn't necessarily have the energy to there's lower hanging fruit and i'm a guy who likes junk food so i'm gonna go back and play more junk food games um instead of this and i wish that it weren't that way but it is because this game is further away than I can reach, I guess. Okay, McCoy? Uh, yes. I would just say, like, when you're thinking about, like, art and in terms of the point of consumption or not or whatever, it's, like, part of the 
exercise of art to me is that there is like something that the art gives back if you dedicate to it to some degree. Like if you have the knowledge, yes, or if you, you know, absorb it, then there's something that it can give. That's some hidden potential sometimes. Sometimes it's right out front, but oftentimes it's hidden. And I feel like this game doesn't give back in the way that I'd want outside the early stages. Again, this is also code for someone who didn't understand what the fuck was going on and did it all wrong. But um <laughs> which I think is a valid uh point to to bring up, to think about while I'm saying this, but it's just that it's it just I don't feel like it necessarily it it didn't feel like it was giving me much towards the end. I think at the beginning, maybe the first 20 minutes while I was learning and I really enjoyed it. But after that, I think it was relying really heavily on the unknown. But the the beauty of the unknown as a concept is that should it reveal into something interesting, then that's really exciting. But that's where I feel like this failed. This was just like, you don't know what's over here. It could be cool. And it turns out that it's not after a certain point as how I felt. Um, and it felt like if you were to interview these guys, it would be something like, oh God, there was this one movie that I, I saw and it was, we saw this in some artsy class. Maybe Zoe saw this too, but it was like, some of it was black and white and some of it was in color. And it was like, why is that? Some scenes, oh God, is it like a flashback? Is it a memory? I don't know what's going on. This is really crazy. And I kept trying to like draw like a line through that. Like what is the intentionality behind this uh, scene in color? And if you read an interview with the guy, he's like, oh yeah, we just ran out of So we just used a different type of film. And it's like, that is the worst, most anticlimactic possible reason <laughs> Yeah. for that and i kind of feel like if you ask these guys like why does the the fourth level kind of look like the first level and they'd be like well well we just ran out of time and so we just did that like it's like that that's the kind of payoff that i feel like this game kind of gives and especially i found that more when i was watching other people play it correctly later um that being said i really enjoyed my time with it i actually really enjoyed messing around with it and i enjoyed thinking about what you we were going to say in the game club and thinking about people and just tilting over it and all that so i i enjoyed it and i'm, I'm thankful that we we played it okay james uh i i enjoyed my first 25 minutes with the game um the most and then i enjoyed it less and less over time. I don't know. I feel like that's a, a bad trait in a game um, that even once you figure out like what you're supposed to do, you're still enjoying it less. I don't know. I didn't enjoy it very... I, I didn't think it was a very... Um, <clears throat> uh, well-put-together experience for what it was. Um, that yeah final thoughts that <laughs> i don't know okay gabe um for me kind of similar to adam is i wish i liked the game more um and could really like dive into it and experience more of it um but unfortunately for me you know i i think if it had a little not like complete handholding but a little more direction for us mere mortals down here on earth <laughs> um that i could i could get more enjoyment out of it of like okay i did this so now the game would be like oh maybe go do this or like a hint or something to then you know keep the direction flowing um so it didn't really capture me there but i did love 
the sound design of the game and thought the like kind of spacey, echoey reverb uh, noises from all the blocks and all that stuff was really cool. So props to the sound guy for this game, but <laughs> the direction of it, uh, it, it wasn't for me. We better not publish this podcast because all those gods up there on their pedestals are going to look down upon us if we let them. We're gonna I don't want them like, anyways. We're going to get so much hate mail from people who like this game. <laughs> I have a, I have a, an opinion about about this specific concept, which is, um, to me, the the idea that it's like you just you just like you're not smart enough to get this game. It it feels like the same as when somebody gives a speech and they use or a lecture and they use a lot of like really obtuse language that you know two-thirds of the people in the audience don't understand like the word obtuse exactly come on to our level bro I, I think you know either that that person is like really smart and talking on a level that they don't understand that or that person is bad is a bad lecturer they're not making the content available to the audience so that's it's a bad lecture well and it, that also brings up of the audience it kind of brings up the question of like essentially are we the audience for this game and the answer may not be yes like right. this is a game i never would have found on my own and i never would have played on my own so there's something to be said about if i don't understand it if someone understands it that would have found it like fair play to them also i'm, I'm sorry i realized that i kind of interrupted a little bit zoe you haven't given your final yet zoe who hates starseed pilgrim has not given her final thoughts <laughs> the failure no, i feel like what i what i wanted to say has been echoed by both you adam and gabe i wish i had uh the time and the patience and just the correct mindset to be able to play this game and enjoy it um i think if i were to give some some uh something that would make me enjoy the game more it would be a checkpoint system i would like to at least have built built up to a point before failing and then start right there um i think that would have made me enjoy the game more um and i think also what gabe mentioned just a little bit of like either a degree of difficulty that you could enter the game with or just you know just little gentle hits hints when you uh when you fail a certain number of times i think that would have helped kind of make my frustration and anger subside a little bit and make me play the game longer and you know perhaps enjoy the game more so, so yeah that was a lot what's your number one out of ten <laughs> <laughs> none of you guys did it so i'm not gonna give it a number oh either. damn <laughs> all right fair um yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for stopping yeah. by. I don't. I don't think we like. We might just cut this and then actually talk about what game next because I don't have anything lined up necessarily. I think we need to pick like who I, does. And that. I mean, first of all, I, I want to thank everyone for playing my bullshit indie game. No, absolutely. I, I enjoyed yeah. making you guys play this bullshit, and I'm excited to see what bullshit you guys are going to make me play. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, going to be some triple A shit, and you're going to be like, "No, I hate." I do. <laughs> I do have an idea for for the game for next week. Okay. Which is partly because it's on sale, but Celeste is on sale. Uh, okay. It's 25% off. We're and already corporate shills. 
Yeah, it's gotten really good reviews as being an actually good platformer. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, wow. So um I I I would suggest that. It is fifteen bucks. Um, but it's also I mean, it it won stuff this past year and um we could maybe do two shows out of it. Yeah, so the yeah, I was about to say the question with a game like this is how long it would like take to to enjoy it like i've heard really good things as well by the way um but i doubt that it's small yeah it, it full playthroughs i mean playthroughs i i looked it up just a couple minutes ago range between like five and ten hours for just completing the game mm-hmm. uh not 100 percenting it but that's not the point of this podcast so Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be. We could take two weeks on it if we wanted to. But I mean, I, I might actually just get this game because I've been looking forward to it too. I played back when it was actually a, um, it was like a Super Mini Flash demo, kind of like how Super Meat Boy had that same kind of thing. Um, Celeste had that, uh, and it, it was just a story about climbing a mountain and getting strawberries. Um, so I might actually just get this. But I mean, I think Adam, you should. I think you would enjoy it. It's kind of unrelated, but yeah. Definitely. Let's see. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to pull up our list again to see if we have other stuff in here. Um, because like there's something to be said for another small experience like this. I... Yeah, totally. Let me see here. I mean, if if we do want to play Celeste at all, though, it, it might be worth it to buy it now because it's on sale. Mm-hmm. Um... Okay. Actually, so do you want to follow up a platform with another platformer. Yeah, that's another fair question. That's a good point. Have you guys heard about the beginner's guide? No, I have. Wait. I'm told it's good. This is a fucking weird game. I think I can give it to you guys. I think instead of having to pay for it, I think. I think it's. Okay. I think Misha gave it to me actually. Um, I actually so, already own that game. I think I might also be able to give it to people. Is this what I think it? Is? I'm pretty sure this is what I think it is. Yeah, it is. It was made by the same same people who did Stanley Parable. Um, yes. Okay. I don't know how long it would take, but this is like a if we wanted a change of pace, but still in the fucking super weird. Um, yeah, let's do it. Well, in the description, it says it lasts about an hour and a half. That's really? Yeah, Yeah. literally in the description. Oh, wow, you read that stuff? I mean, it's like two (laughs) sentences. I don't mean to brag about my reading level, but... Look at this guy over here being literate. I know. Got the next Adam over here. (laughs) I'm on my way, boys. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think this would be good. Um... And okay. if we feel like that's almost not enough time, we could also play. Has anyone here played uh, Dr. Langeskov, The Tiger and the Terribly Cursed Emerald? I would. No. <laughs> so, Dr. Langeskov. I said yes, would you even believe me? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Langeskov, The Tiger and the Terribly Cursed Emerald, a whirlwind heist, um, is a game by a 15 minute heist game by Crows, 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 um, and directed by William Pug of The Stanley Parable. 
Um, okay. I think oh, we've revoked you your rights to uh, to recommend a game, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm suggesting this only because it's very similar to what I understand the beginner's guide to be like, and uh, also free. Yeah, they, they're all walking simulators, um, and they all have wow spoilers. Well, I thought that it was a walking simulator. I have not played uh, Beginner's Guide. That was my understanding I, of it. I, I don't. I feel like I played it for longer than an hour and a half, but I also be like lame and i might have like spent extra time with it but i think this will be plenty for us to play in a given week because yeah it was fucking weird and i didn't finish it either um we all only put two hours into starseed pilgrim partly because starseed pilgrim and partly because time i think so yeah yeah Yeah. it's fine by me so that's that's gonna be um then mccoy's pick yeah sounds good cool Y'all and then maybe I'll like fun and weird fucking games for us to play. Yeah, I, well, because I, I I am kind of rolling with this idea that we came up in the in the sort of pre-show setup thing where it was like everyone picks really small shit and we go around the circle and we try to like keep it one week contained just to like make sure we we've got our form on point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I'm into that, and I think this would be a good fit. So maybe then I'll just like lightly pressure everyone else to sort of come up with some ideas and have maybe like a small things that they would want to bring that are potentially small. Um, that being said, y'all should play probably Celeste on your own time, or we could wait and do it at, in a real sense because apparently it's really great. But I was gonna um, say we should all at least like get it while it's on sale, but not play it immediately because I I would love to play Celeste as well. If we're down, we could just do it after this. So we could do it not this next week, but the week after that, and maybe even do it for two weeks if we think it's worthy. Probably is. We could also possibly uh, play for a bit and then talk halfway through um, and then talk again. I mean, this is, again, me coming from the perspective of me not caring so much about publishing this to the world, but me just enjoying talking about these things with you guys. Um, Yeah, get out for sure. (laughs) <laughs> no no that's fair i actually no no, that, no no when i say play i still like but then i think it would be kind of cool for a game like celeste if maybe james if you're gonna if you're gonna bring it forward if you could tr- like see if it, i don't know if it's this type of game but if you could say like everyone get to this point that i think is approximately halfway that would be kind of cool um <laughs> yeah you couldn't really have done that with starseed could you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, everyone get to the um shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a level and it's like a white background and um yeah, yeah. there's like some blocks and stuff you need to build with. This is something actually I I'm going back to the discussion for a moment, even though it's technically over and we're never gonna talk about Cersei Pilgrim again. Um yeah, but save it I, for the recording, bro. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like how everyone uh is calling things levels because Cersei Pilgrim did not have levels. Like, yeah. even I was calling them levels and conceptualized them as levels when I played through them the first time. But later, I just noticed that there were just, it's just zones, kind of. There's, like, the world zone, and then there's the, the, the game zone, and, and that's about it. And there might be more later um, on that crazy, like, cultist website where they're talking about how Starseed Pilgrim and just it, it, it is a wealth of design. Um, <laughs> they were like, uh, we're only going to talk about the... Uh, what we're going to be calling the growth phase of Starseed Pilgrim or something like that. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, oh, no. It's just a Steam chat for all of us, too. Oh, I see. So we can then gripe about games in real time. 
Exactly. Wow. Wow. Save I, for the podcast. But um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Adam, can you actually get us all this game? Is that is that a possible thing that can happen? Uh, beginner's guide. Uh, let me let me check. Okay. Because um, if you can, yes. If not, I'll try to ask Misha how he somehow gave it to me, and then I probably don't have it still. Real quick, I want to share with you guys because this, this is not part of the podcast, and we can't share things like this. Um, it is still recorded. It this is. is. Do you want me to turn that off? I was gonna like maybe clip certain things, like, oh, hey, here's the game we're gonna play. No, no, no. Yeah, keep it. No, keep it on. For sure. Yeah, keep it on. Now let's just de- do our deepest, darkest secrets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am a communist. Exactly. Um, I so. Yeah, I saw James start playing Starseed Pilgrim this morning at evidently ten twenty-five a.m. my time. Damn, um, this is some like fucking nineteen eighty-four shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for sharing our private conversations, but what do you expect, James? We live in the future. I'm kind of surprised you didn't share the part where I was like, all right, so now I'm playing this game, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I kind of enjoy that Starseed Pilgrim exists. Yeah. I mean, it should it should exist more than it shouldn't exist. Yeah, I think there's like... It's, like, it's really far to be like, I don't like this thing and it should never exist. Like, that is a fucking... That's a little crazy if you ask me. That's like, oh, I didn't like this movie, therefore the director should be arrested. Like, it's just crazy. It's not America. Agreed. 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 Adam, can you hook us up or no? Um, yeah, sorry, I'm just checking it. Okay, sorry. Uh, beginner's Guide. I, yes, there is a direct link download for Windows, Mac, and Linux. Um, nice. So... I can get you. I can give you guys all access to my humble bundle account um, if, okay. if you guys want that, and then you can download what other weird shit I have on there. Nice, um, cool. Like Starseed Pilgrim, everyone's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Zoe, everyone's favorite. Is it the Dark Souls of a two D side scrollers? <laughs> it's weird because we were able to make a number of similarities but also uh, I think that's in, in part because Dark Souls is the holy grail of games um, like yeah. another thing that I, I and I'm sorry I'm continuing to drag this out uh, I just have a lot of opinions you guys um, also <laughs> anyone can leave if they have to leave especially even if Adam's <laughs> talking I just <laughs> sorry go ahead alright um, but yeah the like the Dark Souls like, tutorial is interesting because it just tells you the buttons and you have to observe the effects of those buttons and it helps you do that. And I think Dark Souls' tutorial is like one of the best tutorials in, in gaming. Um, and Starseed did the same sort of thing where um, you it, it tells you what buttons, like, you know, it gives you the button and it gives you the action that results from that button. Um, and you're kind of supposed to figure it out from there. Um, the problem was that you didn't get enough feedback so it demands a lot more effort on the player's part to actually get that stuff. Yeah, I, I think the environment we played it into was kind of interesting because Gabe and I are playing it sort of together. And I think there's like an element of distraction that happens when you have two people in a room unless you're like real focused up. So I think that like is anti to what this game sort of requires of you. That makes yeah. sense. This game is interesting, and I, yeah, well, we've, we've kind of pulled that apart. Um, but anyone who wants access to my Humble Bundle account, let's do that now. I'm going to get a million emails. 
also the beginner's guide is on sale for like two dollars fifty cents on humble bundle uh, on humble bundle oh well yes. then in that case we should probably support game developers if anyone yeah, yeah after that <laughs> yeah, yeah I think... i'm just gonna buy it outright all right sounds good i'll do it too what's this game called starseed Nope. <laughs> nope. Trauma. <laughs> yeah, and thanks again, guys, for putting it with my weird indie. No, I think it was a good, uh, good. I think that's part of the point of this episode. Yeah, I was gonna say it's also just kind of enjoy talking about games, whether we like them or not, or yeah. have favorable opinions or not. I think I mentioned totally. this before too. I think good games are a lot harder to analyze than bad games because everything fits in flush with the surface, and you can't like feel the the bumps and cracks that that make something bad. You know, to maybe have a metaphor that doesn't hundred percent work. Um, but like with bad games, you can point to this and say, "This, this is a bad thing about this game. We didn't get any feedback. We didn't. We couldn't tell what we were supposed to do, and this caused X, Y, and Z when we were trying to play it." But a game like Dark Souls that works just so well, it's hard to pick out. Like, oh, see this little design choice they made here? Like, it works because of this. And it fits in with that and the other thing. And you kind of have to pull apart everything in order to get all the parts that work. Individual mechanics, individual things don't by themselves work. They all have to fit into a hole. Um, and when something doesn't fit into a hole, it's really easy to see. But when everything fits together and you have a good product, it's hard to pick out the good things. I agree. It's just like a yes, but scenario for me. Like I, I totally agree with what you're saying that the beauty of being a critic or trying is trying to also have the ability to un understand and explain why something went well. Like I really enjoy that exercise. So. Yeah. I just think it's a little harder than, than picking apart something that doesn't work. Like it's easy to, you know, rip something to shreds because he didn't like it. Yes, and like you will Zoe, see that like on YouTube all day long. No. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, like, I would say half the critics are essentially just exclusively <laughs> negative. Like, there are people whose names are like Angry Joe Show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that premise is like, look how easy it is for me to, like, just attack this thing. That's a good I, point. I enjoyed how we were able to pull apart things that we did actually think worked about Starseed Pilgrim, too. Because, um, mm -hmm. like, we all kind of got this sense that there was more to it and we just weren't able to reach it. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe correct me if I'm putting words into people's mouth there, but that's how I felt it kind of worked. Yeah, I would agree. Well, and I think it's also important, and Adam, you helped facilitate this, but when it comes to criticizing games, I think it's important to also mention what could make the game better constructive criticism more than just this game sucks i think it's good to also suggest what would have made the experience better yeah and i generally agree with what we kind of came to there is that it just we need a, more reachable goals and a little bit more help along the way and yeah yeah Mm -hmm. totally dude i totally feel that bro <laughs> have you ever really looked at your hands yeah dude exactly fuck dude that was like the first thing that gabe said was like dude i'm not high enough for this game and i was like 
well, it's legal here. You want to, we could, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Then I would have loved it. I'm sure. Probably. Dude, you don't understand, man. This shit's alive, bro. That's why you can't control it, dude. Right? It's like, (laughs) I can definitely see where it gets interesting and good. Like, I, I can almost taste what being good at this game feels like. It's just out of my reach. Um, it's cool though. I, I started to get decent at it. Did you guys notice that there are actually keys way off to the sides too? You can go sideways if you want. Yeah. I think I saw yeah. one of those. I, I don't did, know if I ever got there. I did notice that, but I never got them. <sighs> I'm yeah. currently making a humble account. It's probably a worthwhile endeavor. I got some good stuff on there. Humble is good. I prefer to get things from Humble uh, than from the others whenever possible because oftentimes they have direct download links and and they're DRM free. Um, You don't technically own anything you have on Steam. They can just pull that away from you anytime they want. Has anyone been uh, playing any other games this week? Any other things that they've been digging? Um, I've been playing more of Grease. Mm. Mm -hmm. What do you think? It would be a game that I would love for us all to play. That's awesome. But it's probably yeah, more like a Celeste thing, right? Like a two-episode at least, right? Mm, I would say the difficulty is a lot less, but it's the experience of the game more than the actual gameplay. Okay. It's a side-scroller platformer, but oh, it's goddamn beautiful. And the music. Oh. You want to talk about good sound design and good composing? Ugh. Yeah. Do you think we could? Do you think you could pick it for your your round of this first session, or do you think you would? You'd um, I'm trying to decide whether I want us all to play Greece or if I want us all to play Tacoma. Oh, for sure. Both are beautiful. Um, probably Greece. Before anything. Hmm. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tacoma's from the people who made Gone Home. Okay. Gone Home's also a great game, but I liked Tacoma better story wise. Yeah, I'm like trying to verify my email and it's uh, not working well. Well, it's not even that I'm trying to verify my email. It's like I'm I'm on a new browser and it just says, hey, man, send me the code when you get it. And uh, I haven't got it now. And I just feel like I feel helpless. Like, what do I do? What do I just like? I'm like refreshing my, my Gmail. Come on, man. Let, let me give you money, dude. So I don't know. I was looking at something about um, what you mentioned in our like planning session, um, Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a video about Dead Space recently. And yes. one thing that, so part of the reason why I was talking about Dead Space as being like kind of a bad game um, was a deliberate design choice they made to make the controls wacky. Um, not in like a, uh, like a co-op kind of way, but in the way where it's like, I think they... And I'm not certain on this, but I believe they randomly modulate your um, mouse sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you won't be able to turn as quickly. Um, and like this is supposed to be like a horror horror kind of element. 
it's just a shooter, it's just a shooter. There are a lot of people who argue that you can't make a horror game and give the character a gun. That that thing doesn't exist. That doesn't seem real. I feel like you could totally make a horror game with a gun. You can. It's, I think, a lot harder um, because you can't have, like, in a... You have to... You, if you, if the player is powerful enough to realistically um, deal with threats using their gun, then threats stop existing and they stop being scary. All that's left to you are jump scares and that's kind of boring, you know? I feel like the classic example of people who try to make action games that are in the horror genre would be like Resident Evil, where like they limit ammo and they make moving and shooting difficult. So it's like the fear comes in from knowing that it's actually that that the opponents or the enemies stand like a real threat, and that also if you miss, if you're not, you know, if you it, like the tension increases because you know you have to hit your shots or else you're in trouble, ammo-wise. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a speed required to kill this enemy and you know it, but you also have to have the precision or else you're in trouble. So it's like balancing those two forces that creates the fear. I think also Resident Evil does the thing where, uh, or at least some of the older ones, you have to stand perfectly still to shoot. You're not allowed to move and shoot at the same time. Yes. Um Yeah, it does. And actually, like, I don't hate that. How it... long have I been muted? Uh... Uh, hard, hard <laughs> to tell. Question. <laughs> James is like, why doesn't anyone listen to me? This is. <laughs> I don't think I said anything that mattered, but just wondering. Dude, right, I cannot. Guys, I've got to take off. I'm sorry. Bye. Thanks for joining. Right. Yep. Thanks for bullshit. So wait, See next basically. week, Beginner's Guide, right? Yep. Yeah, next week, Beginner's Guide. Uh, same time we're going to meet. Uh, also, everyone think about games that they might want to bring to this sort of first round that are relatively short. We could do a two-session if needed. It's no big deal. Um, but just think about what you want to bring. All right. Sounds good. Sweet. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 All right, so if I do... Craig, leave. <laughs> How do I? Craig, no. Craig, get out of here, bro. We appreciate your presence, but we'd like you to go.